and welcome to another episode of PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Sobolewski, and today we're going to be talking about dental infections, which is certainly a problem that you will see if you work in a pediatric ED or any facility that sees kids. You're going to see dental cavities, abscesses, facial cellulitis, and more. So let's talk about some of the different diseases and treatment plans. And start with cavities or dental caries. Caries are seen at the crown or the root of the tooth and develop slowly and insidiously. They don't become painful until there's involvement of the pulp. Pain should be managed with ibuprofen or acetaminophen, not narcotics, good oral hygiene, and follow-up with a dentist. Antibiotics are not needed even in cases of extensive cavities. Next up is periodontitis. This includes gingivitis, so it's basically the tissue around the teeth. The gums can be swollen, red, or even purplish and very tender. They're friable and bleed easily after eating and brushing. Patients can also have halitosis. Treatment centers around improved oral hygiene, chlorhexidine mouth rinse, and follow-up with a dentist. Again, antibiotics are not required. Special mention goes to herpetic gingivostomatitis. With, along with other mouth sores, you can see diffuse swelling, redness, and friability of the gums. Pulpitis and periapical abscesses are a continuum. Early pulpitis manifests in toothache exacerbated by temperature changes, like cold drinks. Once the pulp is infected, pus drains through the crown or the adjacent periodontal tissue, you know, like the gums. Draining pus comes from abscesses. Typically, you'll see a pus bubble along the gum line. So treatment depends on whether or not the abscess is draining. If it is, antibiotics are not necessarily warranted. A non-draining abscess should be treated with oral antibiotics and follow up in one to two weeks with a dentist. In most cases, resist the urge to numb and stab the abscess, as you could increase the risk of spreading disease. A premature incision and drainage through an area of cellulitis can actually compromise intact barriers to the spread of infection. Really, if you want to drain an abscess through needle aspiration, discuss it with a pediatric dentist first if possible. They may advise you to wait. Antibiotics, in order of preference, include amoxicillin, which is the best first choice, dosed at 20 to 40 milligrams per kilograms per day TID. Next up, Augmentin, clindamycin, which is preferred in penicillin allergy or infection worsening after 72 hours on amoxicillin. Azithromycin is an alternative to clindamycin, but you better check local resistance patterns and recommendations as it may not adequately cover oral flora. Another option in cases of amoxicillin-resistant infections is to add metronidazole. Though most dental infections are isolated and occur in well-appearing patients, there are complications and infections that can spread. So abscesses and periodontal disease can extend and cause local and systemic complications. For infections with diffuse spread, CT is the imaging test of choice. And it's most useful when you think infections have eroded into the sinuses or cause other complications such as orbital cellulitis. Now, facial cellulitis is what we would consider the mildest spread from a dental infection, and it presents with facial swelling, pain, redness, and often fever. The diagnosis is clinical, and in really well-appearing kids, imaging is not warranted. For non-toxic children, 
who can tolerate medicine by mouth, oral antibiotics are appropriate and include some of the choices like amoxicillin I mentioned earlier. Children must follow up with their primary care doctor and or dentist within 72 hours and have strict return precautions. Maxillary sinusitis occurs when the tooth erodes superiorly. These are often associated with significant cellulitis as well, and the child will present with worsening facial pain. Dental infections can also spread to the brain, cause osteomyelitis of the jaw or face, or even spread hematogenously. These patients are obviously more ill-appearing. You always want to look under the tongue and under the mandible of a child with a dental infection as well. Because Ludwig's angina, which is bilateral submandibular cellulitis or abscess, is a condition that can rapidly worsen and occlude the airway. Ludwig's angina is potentially life-threatening and requires a trip to the OR for airway management and broad-spectrum antibiotics. Speaking of broad-spectrum antibiotics, well, who should be admitted for them? Well, any patient with one or more of the following. Toxic appearance. Rapid progression, especially if they failed outpatient antibiotic therapy. The immunocompromised patient or patient with other comorbidities like severe diabetes. Difficulty breathing, swallowing, or handling secretions. Patients that are dehydrated, that have severe trismus. Anybody with signs of Ludwig's angina or central nervous system spread like cavernous sinus thrombosis. And finally, though it's a bit subjective, Anybody in whom you feel that the cellulitis is encroaching upon the orbit, spreads inferior to the body of the mandible, or posterior to the mandibular ramus. Those are generally ones that are less well-confined and require more aggressive management. Nevertheless, the majority of children with mild facial cellulitis is what you're going to see, and they respond well to oral antibiotics like amoxicillin. All right, so that's all that I've got on dental infections. Remember that the examination of a febrile child includes not only a good look at the oropharynx, but also an inspection of the teeth and surrounding structures. You may indeed find the cause for fever that is easily treatable, but also easily missed. You can get more great educational content at pemblog.com. Follow me on Twitter at pemtweets. And check out other episodes of Pem Currents on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio content. Leave a review if you're so inclined, as I'd sure appreciate the feedback. Until next time, this has been Brad Soboleski for Pem Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast.